Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. This is a Christian movie podcast where we talk about movies all day. Talk about theology, too, sometimes, and Christian principles found or not found in movies. I think we're going to get into that in just a couple minutes. This is the good and the bad and the ugly segment. This is pretty much general movie review where we all take an interesting approach to movies that we've seen. Maybe it's talking about actors. Maybe it's talking about um, just uh, Hollywood gossip or maybe uh, something interesting or a philosophical argument that we see in movies. Um, Dove, you're starting us off. What do you got? Um, I have a trailer park. Okay. And it actually goes with uh, part of it goes with last week's segment of why I would um, bring Seth Rogen up with me to the top of Mount Everest and throw him off. Yes, okay? right. Because okay. <laughs> uh, he's producing a new movie that he's promoting, uh, and it's uh, called Good Boys. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen this trailer. Yes. I am just absolutely done and disgusted with this man. He He is... The epitome of wickedness. He's like the new and improved, if quote unquote, improved version of Woody Allen. He's like worse than this guy oh, wow. at this point. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about Amy Schumer and just just how dirty she is all the time. I think he is actually starting to eclipse, eclipse her. Hmm. Um, this movie is about basically three adolescent kids, and I'll just give you the. Um, now we saw the trailer, and you knew. No, trust me, the trailer is tame. Compared mm-hmm. to be what's going, the trash that's going to be in this movie, mm-hmm. and the whole point of it, the whole point of it, is to get super sexualized and raunchy with as young of kids that we can possibly get mm-hmm. at this point. That's yes. that's morally allowable, um, and it says it right here. It says the film received an R rating from the Motion Picture Association of America for strong, crude sexual content, drug and alcohol material, and language throughout, all involving. Tweens, tweens. Oh, so we're wow. talking about it says eleven. It says, it says tweens that on, on the, there on the rating. On, it like says on, like the, the actual. This is according on, to the R rating. No, it doesn't say all involving tweens on the R rating. Oh, okay. It says that, and then you're adding as a description. Adding, no, no, no. This is the description from Wikipedia of okay. the R rating. Okay. Okay. Usually it says all involving teens. Now it it, oh, it actually might. Got it. I see. I shouldn't say it doesn't say that. It might say that okay. actually on the. Well, thing. It probably says that then. But yeah. the front of the cover, the cover of this, is the the three boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they look 11, 12. Yeah. Um, maybe thirteen. Maybe thirteen. Um, and the front it says good boys, and then just as bold is the R rating and what it's for. Yeah. This is all about mm-hmm. in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, we are wicked. We're proud of it, and we're gonna we're gonna display it to the world. Mm-hmm. This is gonna have all kinds of nasty stuff in it, with with girls, young girls, old girls, young men, old men, mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff. And uh, this is part. Of, I saw this, and I just thought to myself, which goes back to um, taking him up to the top of the mountain and throwing him off would mm-hmm. be would would just and just end his whole yeah career doing this stuff i mean it's time for this guy to go he mm-hmm. is absolutely pure raunch pure yeah. wicked and evil and vile right, in every right way. right bring bring back the good old days of the college kids trying to end their virginity that looks like the no, good old these days kids, now now it's yeah. now it's now it's little children i mean little kids you know who barely hit puberty trying to end their virginity uh, who who knows what they're trying to do? Yeah, um, it's going to be filled with all kinds of filth and raunch. And obviously, I'm not going to go see it. Yeah, I recommend nobody go see it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Right. Um, and they had a little promotion, a TV promotion, with Seth Rogen in it, interacting with the boys. And they and they just asked him, "Well, why don't you just make a family-friendly Good Boys?" Yeah. Like that. They yeah. asked him that. He's like, "Well, that would be like four seconds long." 
and we're supposed to all laugh at it and be like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. First of all, and well, I should say second of all, he's not even funny. So yeah. you know what? We could all do without that's Seth true. Rogen. <clears throat> he's not funny ever. His comedies are not funny. Yeah. And uh, the only people that like his movies are people that are thinking the same way he is. So you know what? We could do without all of them. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, don't go see it, obviously. Um, and that's all I have to say on it. Hopefully, I can take him up to the mountain, throw him off, and we'll never have to be okay. All right, have to be rid of him forever. I watched about half of that trailer. Me too. I, I'm the same I way. Like, I had to turn it off. I had to turn it off. It's that have, bad. Exactly. It's so bad. I actually, I actually have no idea what you guys are talking about, which it's, is why I haven't said it's, anything. Um, it's it's so bad you can't even watch the trailers anymore. Yeah, you're right, Athena. I, I was the exact. I and did it the exact has. Same thing. Do you remember we watched Room? Yeah, of course. It has that little boy, yeah, so he's little a little boy. older, but yeah. not much. Yeah, and he's probably a tween. So yeah. yeah, and so I just was thinking about him in that movie and thinking of how little he is and how mm. much of that that he is experiencing while they're filming this movie, and just I wanted to cry, so I stopped watching the trailer it halfway. Does say, wow. It does say tweens. Well, oh, it the, does officially the, say tweens. The other thing oh, is, okay. the other thing is, I mean, the other yeah. thing is, and you know, this is interesting because this isn't the first time we've had this conversation when we talked about um, it. Back in 2017, yes. Yes. Yeah. Luke and I had that end of, and I had that conversation because I know Luke and I saw it together in theaters actually, and I remember we had that conversation about um, being uncomfortable about some of the th- some of the situations they put yeah. kids in, some of the dialogue, stuff like that. And I mean, that's the thing is like, um, and I'm, one of the points I made is that you know I think there are, I think a lot of tweens these days probably have fouler mouths that we give kids credit for. Um, and so, and so I can understand. And so, and so some of it I can understand in terms of it being realistic, but when you have someone like Seth Rogen, um, who is drenched in, in overly adult humor, writing the dialogue for three tweens, I think you've, you've hit a totally different level, Mm -hmm. um, of, of kind of disgusting. And and real um, sad part too, is I think there's probably a lot of people are going to see this and actually think it's funny and bring the toddlers in there. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's just so, it's just I mean, it's so screwed happen. up, and you know, I can't let, believe... Let's, let's not pretend that, that that doesn't go on yeah, in the United yeah. States, that these people, they bring their kids in. They never heard of the... Either, it's, half of them have never heard of the film, This Looks Funny, a uh, comedy about children, and the other uh, half just don't care. Yeah. And, and like, hey, I'm going to bring my that's toddler right. in, they're going to see cool, this. Right? Hey, what house is different from my house? You know, it's no different from my house. Yeah. We cuss and swear in my house. We say horrible things to each other. Hey, let's watch a movie where instead of it being, like, awkward, it's funny. Yeah. You know, it's probably I mean, a relief for them. I feel like we see movies based on the, the actors that are in them. And if you think about that kid, he's been in a lot of like kids sort of movies or movies where he, you know, where where kids may watch that movie and go, oh, I, re- I know that actor. I'm going to go see that movie because it has that, yeah. that boy in it. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Just but, yeah, we can move upsetting. on to lighter I'm note, upset. but I'm, yeah, just, no, I'm done I, with this guy. Yeah. He's out. Yeah. He's got to go. He ought to be ashamed of himself. Truly. Joy, what do you anyway. got, man? All Joey. right, so <laughs> sorry. Okay, <laughs> so moving on. Um, I just have top a, that one, Joey. I, oh, I'm not going to top it. Mine, <laughs> mine, I think is going to be pretty short. But I have a, I have a fun bro. Do you know? Oh, right. Yes. Cool. I keep. Uh, I just. I, I like to keep. A, now that we've started doing bro, do, bro. Do you know? I. Uh, I like They're to fun. Keep a, I like to keep a fun little journal of trivia that I've heard um, about. You know, Hollywood trivia that I've heard. Um, in case I want to do one. So today's. Um, today's it revolves around. Um, uh, Heyo Miyazaki, who's done like Princess yes. Mononoke mm-hmm. and Spirited Away All and the stuff good like stuff. that. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and it's it's good, and, I, and weird stuff. Yeah, that's true, and weird stuff. But I, I'm a, uh, I love his stuff, um, and most of it at least. And so I just thought this was super interesting, and it also involves another figure who's kind of um, 
been uh, been in the news um, in the last couple of years. Harvey Weinstein. Wein, mm-hmm. Weinstein yes. is that how you say it? Okay. Yeah. I wonder where so you're anyway, going with this one. Well, okay, no, it doesn't. It's nothing weird. Um, okay. But uh, but it is it is kind of does give us a little bit of insight into like the way the relationship. I guess he produced Princess Mononoke. Okay. And so it is interesting because um, Miyazaki is the director, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of us think that like okay, directors are like who have the final say about a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but I you know that's not really true. And so um, uh, Weinstein was the producer on Princess Mononoke. And apparently he wanted to edit Princess Mononoke to make it more marketable. He thought it was too long. And I guess he thought certain sections of the movie were, I don't know. Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Well, irrelevant or, I mean, that movie is interesting. It's only rated PG-13, but it has some pretty graphic yeah, um, cartoon yeah. violence in it's it. True. Yeah. I mean, I remember my sister and I, when we first watched that movie, we were both, we were both like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we were probably like too. 9 and 11. Suddenly the maybe. dude's arm comes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that guy goes, ah! Yeah, and right. he just shoots the arrow with his super strong arm and his limbs just fly yeah, off yeah. get pegged to the wall. So stuff like that, I mean, maybe, I mean, again, they were, when a lot of these movies, I think, that was back during the 90s, I think. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure yeah. Spirit Away is like early 2000s. pretty 2000s. shocking. Yeah, yeah. So yes. that's back to the yeah. 90s. And animated films were, I mean, we hadn't really kind of. No, we were still Disney. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. America really hadn't bridged the gap yeah. between mature yeah. rated. So an idea yes. that <laughs> PG-13 was kind of a new rating and the idea that yeah. a, an animated movie was going to be PG-13 was weird. And they probably, they probably thought it was going to get less people in, you know, less butts and seats. Um, if mm, you know, if right. it's PG thirteen, the way the way we do with superhero movies now, the way we say, okay, if we make this R, we're gonna lose half of our. I mean, until until we had Logan and Deadpool and stuff like that, that was kind of like basically, okay, if we make this R, we're gonna cut out half of our profit potentially, right. which, right. which they didn't. Yeah, right. So anyway, so he he wanted to make all these cuts, and apparently Miyazaki. I think this is so cool. Um, apparently Miyazaki sent him a katana in the mail with a simple message on it that said. No cuts. <laughs> and the movie, what? And the movie came out. The, the, the <laughs> so, that's pretty awesome. I know. I thought that was really cool. So yeah, that's yeah. my bro. Did you know? Oh, very yeah. cool. Wow, Miyazaki's stuff is just—it's it, it, pretty timeless in my mind. Yeah, I think I'm going to be enjoying that 40 or 50 years. Which from is now. the one? You, which is your favorite one? <sighs> that's a good question. Um, I haven't seen all of his stuff. But Princess Mononoke is just so good. House, yeah. Moving Castle, and Spirited yeah. Away. To me, those, those to me are the big three. Yeah, the big yeah, three. The big yeah, three. Uh, it's hard to come up with a number one uh, off off those three. They're just. I've never seen movies take a RPG video game and turn it into a movie before like they have. Yeah, I actually feel like I'm playing an RPG movie. You have characters solving quests. These you get all the the quirkiness of the Japanese characters yeah. in these films. It's yeah. just fun and exciting to watch. You don't know what's going to happen next, and uh, and it does get weird. And it does get very pagan sometimes. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just it, I just remember watching them as a young teenager. I didn't ever never watch them right when they came out. You yeah. Know? As a young teenager, I remember watching them, and I was going through the uh, Japanese RPGs, and I was like. Even though this is from a different culture, I can relate to this so well. Yeah, you know, uh, because of all the you know JRPGs I've played in my life, and I'm like, I feel like I'm playing a video game, just watching a movie like this, and it's just fun and exciting. Well, yeah. What was your favorite then, Joey? Which one of them is mine? Mm-hmm. My favorite. Is, that's a good question. I think it's, yours is a House Moving Castle. It's I between House Moving Castle and Spirited Away. Okay. It goes back and forth for me, but those are definitely mm-hmm. my two favorites. Princess Mononoke is also awesome as well. Uh, I yeah. also, if I was going to pick another one out. 
out of the more obscure selection of his specific movies. Um, I think it's called Castle in the Sky. Um, yeah, that was I really like that one too. It's it's a little I have to watch these again. Yeah. It's, it's a little. A um, it gets a little muddy at a couple parts where it, like the storytelling got kind of. It felt like it kind of like got off the rails a little bit, but it's still really good. I think. Hmm. That would probably be the one I'd pick out out, out, out of the more obscure selection because everybody knows the other three. Basically, yeah, yeah very just um, very f- original to me. You know, yeah. like you know, getting out of the American storytelling telling mode. Although it retains it retains much of the American storytelling in that you know the climax is at the end. Yeah. Um. You know, most of the detail is at the end of the movie. You know, you still have heroes and stuff like that. Um. But but still, like very refreshing and like you just kind of like I just don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I credit Miyazaki for kind of like imbuing me with my love of like magical realism type stories. Mm. Like it's like like Princess or um Spirit Away is is like basically that's what it is is a magical realism story where like it's almost like everyone's in the real world and then suddenly it's not the real world anymore, yes. right? Um but yeah. even even some of the other even some of the other um like Howl's Moving Castle, some of the other movies and environments he's created feel very like similar to our own but then have these like little quirks of like magical um, like bits to them that are really cool, and and, so, and, and, you, and you see the same. And I love thing. that combination. You see the same thing with Guillermo del Toro in uh, oh, yeah, Pan's absolutely. Labyrinth. Yeah, it's, yeah. Pan's it's, Labyrinth is, yeah. is like an ode to magical realism. Yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, it, it it's like he took like a cue from Miyazaki and like I'm gonna do the same thing. And well, actually, I think just um, did it so well. I mean, Athena. I mean, did is I'm not sure if the magical realism. Um, like genre like came from south south america, america yeah. yeah latin america yeah hmm. i mean like, that's where that's where he that's where um oh he, yeah, he, he got where, from folk tales from yeah basically yes, yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um because he's because he's because that's about the that's about a war that, I'm, not, I'm trying to remember what war that is um and how um, and pan's labyrinth oh yes yeah. yes um um, I know the dictator's name, but I don't yeah. remember what what it's so, called. Yeah, but exactly. it's, Brad can look that up. I think yeah. that was the Civil War. The Spanish well. Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Spanish, Spanish. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, Frank so Hill. I mean, like, it's about that, and so that's it's it's kind of really embedded in um, yeah. that culture. So yeah. just fun um, to watch. Yeah. yeah, in my opinion. But yes, yeah, so I don't think he got. I don't think he got anything from from Miyazaki. I think that's his own. Yeah, right, and, and own I heritage. think I think probably the greatest American representation of that would be the Page Master. You know, yeah, Page Master is a great one. Yeah, yeah, that's just that. I think you can go toe to toe with any Miyazaki film, in my opinion. Um, you know, I know I'm saying a lot uh, there, yeah, but but I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say no because I love Page Master, but yeah. it's also been it's been quite a long time since I've watched Page Master, yeah, so right. I'd have to see if it lives up to because right. I've I've watched them all. I've watched most of Miyazaki stuff. Right. relatively recently so mm-hmm. i i know that it still holds up today yep i, I bought that I 17 I, disc I, I collection too <laughs> yeah i don't know if my i don't my i don't know if my little nine-year-old brain was like uh, accustomed to great, great movies and and if page master holds up or not so. yeah right right i watched i know it. the soundtrack holds up oh baby but, and I, I watched it recently uh oh, with did. my nieces and nephew uh-huh and uh, I, 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 uh, Page Master. Page and oh. I just kept warning them, hey, you know, the scary part's coming yeah, yeah. up. You know, the scary part's yeah, yeah. coming up. And they're like, when's the scary part? I'm like, it's coming up. You're going to know when it comes. <laughs> no, you know, and, and because, you know, they, they were a lot younger when they you saw know, it. Though, well, you when know I what was. scared me when I was young was Little Nemo. Oh, of course. That, that scared that, me like that, crazy. That one, just, that one is so bizarre. It's like, it's bizarre. And it, it like, it like um, um, not just scared you, but just disturbed you in a little bit of a oh, way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You think about it, like, you're like, I'm having nightmares. Absolutely. It, it, it is messed up because the scene where, you know, and every kid fears this. Every kid fears this of not being heard. 
the scene where the the monster the darkness gets out he leaves the door open he's incompetent he, he he breaks a promise he goes down he lets the thing out all you know what's breaking loose almost literally and it's uh he he's going upstairs and it's wrapping himself around the king right. and he's trying to trying to get his attention but he's too small and too tiny and no one will listen to him and that's like every one of every kid's worst fears like you know I'm trying to warn you I'm trying to save you and you won't listen to me because I'm too small mm-hmm. you know that's just so messed I gotta, up I gotta you oh listener stay away from that movie um, uh, it, it is just so messed up it's so good know. though it's so good but it's so messed up such a good story so anyway look what do you have anyway so for I for mine um, I, I, I'm, I kind of want to call this one why we can't have nice things part two it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's again uh, another is another this a new gripe. category again, because I could probably uh, get, I could probably get into some new uh, well I it's just get into some it's just my frustrations because uh, today as I was uh, uh, driving um, I was I was driving somewhere and I decided to listen to the Tarzan soundtrack. And it's it's oh, yeah. it's unique in that um, usually when a movie announces, hey, this washed up singer is going to do the soundtrack, it's terrible. The soundtrack is just awful. And it's so lame and stupid. And you're like, oh, my word. You know, how could you possibly be advertising this? Wait, but what washed up singer Phil did Tarzan Collins yeah. knocked it out of the well, park. Phil, Col- Phil Collins wasn't washed up at that time, was he? I mean, we're talking mid Well, Genesis wasn't exactly huge at that point. This well, was not no, mid 90s. This was huge, like early 2000s. I know. Oh, Tarzan was really no. Tarzan was nineties. Mm, it had to have been. So. Brad, when was Tarzan? Yeah, Brad. yeah, Brad. When was Tarzan? Tarzan. <laughs> okay, so he might. So you might be right. I guess if it is early two thousands, it might be. But nineteen ninety nine. Okay, nineteen ninety nine. You were right, Joey. Okay. All right, let's but go. Still let's talk. Maybe early two thousands, sort of. Yeah, it's close. But all I'm saying is that Phil Collins had a couple big singles in the nineties. So I don't know that he. I don't. I wouldn't say that he was washed up. Now it may. He may have been. I, I would it say what definitely wasn't in his. Well, and he never did anything yeah. after that. That's what I'm saying. Well, didn't he do Brother Bear? Oh, did Bro, he? who cares yeah. about Brother who Bear? cares about that? Right, but I'm movie. saying that to me, Brother Bear is where he's like he's the washed up singer. Although oh, the drums are I mean, brother, yeah, drums are Brother yeah. Bear were lit. But um, <laughs> um, I will. I mean, I mean the big, the big, my favorite. I will say though, my favorite, probably my favorite tweet that I've ever seen in my life was the one, the one that said, was the one that said. Um, Phil Collins didn't have to go as hard as he did on the Tarzan tra- soundtrack, but he did. He yes. did that for us. Yes, and, and I, I was. I, I well, the thing I want to talk about is I Drums called. On that I too, called Dan. Right? Oh I, yeah. I called Dan this morning, and I talked to him, and I was talking to him about it. How great that, um, because Dan has this long-running joke, uh, especially with his uh, with his family about. You know that that one verse where Phil Collins is like "Paradise Untouched by Man." You know, it's yeah. like this such such a strong uh, a lyric, and, and you know, and then you imagine some kid in a play going "Paradise Untouched by Man." You know, loses <laughs> all the magic. You have to sing that line with every single bit of your soul, and if you don't, it loses all the magic. You know, but anyway, so I was talking to him about the soundtrack, and um, it, I, I said I, I quoted uh, I think it's uh, Luke where the wedding at Cana. You know, where they say to Christ, you know, you, you, you usually at weddings, you put the good wine first and uh, you put the crappy wine second. But you at this wedding, you know, or they said to the bridegroom and the bride or whatever, but you, you save the best wine for last, you know. And that's how I feel with like Phil Collins. It's like, you know, I like your solo work and all that kind of stuff. It's good. But it's kind of like you save the best wine for last year because the sound Tarzan soundtrack is just so incredible. Yeah. You just, yeah, no, you just start right. envisioning the movie and, and it's, and like yeah, I said, it's somehow you, fit with all, all the, yes. the jungle stuff. Going yes. On. It's like, and how they, does this they did because he's a, a drummer. Time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> they did such a good he job. He is. I mean, he's, well, he's a musician. 
is what he is. Well, yeah, he is. But, they uh, did, but, they did mean, such a good job. This is where I go back. Yeah. To, this is where I go yeah. back to my love for um, uh, montages. Yeah. Because every time every time he does a song, there's a montage yeah. with it. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and and that opening montage is so amazing. And and uh, the uh, and this is where I get frustrated because. I see, I was thinking about when I was listening to it, you know, uh, Brad, can you, can you, uh, you know, you can't, never mind. Um, uh, the opening scene where, you know, the jungle music is playing, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. Screw it. Here we go. I'm going to bring it up. And, I, and just, just to give everybody who appreciates that soundtrack. The opening scene to the whole thing. Yes. Okay. So, right. Here we go. Ready. Okay. Here we go. This is the opening scene. Okay, this is the this is the music that plays as uh, you know you start racing through the jungle and you see the name and all that kind of stuff. And for everyone who's seen it, I mean that the oh, picture right, yeah. goes right into your head right away. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I know. And, and so my frustration comes, this is where my frustration comes in because that opening scene is so dramatic. It's so dramatic. It starts with a burning ship and a woman with a baby in a boat. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. I'm not even joking you. And, and she's by herself. Where's her husband? You know, he, he, he told them to get off first. You know, he's a chivalrous guy. He's putting the woman, the baby, you know, women and children first. Yeah, his dad was a stud. His dad was a complete stud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and she and she was a stud too. Yeah. And and so you know he jumps he jumps down into the water, right? And she's this like you know warrior queen, you know. And so he jumps down in the water, and then he comes back up, and oh they're safe, and you know, and the music starts, and man, you get these goosebumps. <laughs> and um, and, and I'm looking at this, I'm going, Disney did the same thing here, and they don't even know what they had, you know, the, the same way that Disney uh, Pixar did an incredible three or four minute story with the opening of up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They yeah. did the same thing with Tarzan and they didn't even know it because you look, look at these people. Obviously they go here, they survive, man. They, they, they make a, they make a cabin and, and they make a tree, tree house. You know, unfortunately they died from stupid support. You know, that's just like, Oh, I want to turn the movie off after that. But the, uh, yeah, the opening tragic. scene is so dramatic and so well done. Who are these people? You know, how, how would they survive so well? You know, they, they didn't survive. They Tarzan. freaking thrived. You know, it's Tarzan's parents. Yeah. And who are these people? How do they meet each other? You could make out a trilogy about these two characters from that little opening scene. There's so much potential there. But no, no. What do we get? We get brother freaking bear. That's what we get. We get a political message. We get home on the stupid range. We get um, Atlantis. That's the kind of nonsense and garbage hey, that we got after Atlantis? this movie. What's that? Why, why don't you like Atlantis? Atlantis was so boring and so politically correct and stupid. Oh, I loved Atlantis. You love? Okay. <laughs> okay, listen. If you love it, if you love it, okay, I, I, I understand I that. Feel I, like, I, I, feel like you. you're, I feel like you're out here naming stuff that came out right after Projecting. Tarzan. 
We're, I mean, it's, you know, should we name the stuff that's coming? Yeah, out there the was last, a series. Name there the stuff that's come out in the last nine years, not the stuff that came out. Well, in Pixar stuff. I don't know. Well, good well, dinosaur. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about a boring movie? No, that's movie. Pixar, though. Tangled. I don't know what. Tangled. Tangled, Tangled was, was good. Tangled was, Tangled was really good. Uh, but but my, good my problem is my problem is they they yeah. they went away and there was one there was one exception to the non musical movies and that was the Emperor's New Groove. Now that mm. was such a now great that's film. Disney movie. Yeah. That, that's a really great film, but it's not a musical. And once they got off the musicals, the the, the films were horrible. So you're saying whoa, that Tarzan? you yeah, that, come on, dude. Home on the Range. Come on, let's talk. What is Home on the Range? I don't know See, what that I, is. I, 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 I don't know what that is. No, that's Disney. That's not Disney. I don't think it's Disney. Hold on a second. Home on the Range. But I don't know. Brad's looking it up. That's his job. That's Brad's job. Brad's looking it up. Dude, dude, dude. Are you? Walt Disney Pictures, 2004. Yeah, Home no. of the Range. What was is this movie? I don't even know. No, what are you're you saying? About. Wait, are you saying that that Tarzan was the last <laughs> oh, raw in the no. music, in music world? Really? I think it was actually a step away from it because it officially was not a musical. It wasn't. No. There's only like one actual music num- musical number where you see people oh, yeah. singing. Okay, um, so you could still have movies with great musical scores with good stories. Yes, yes, yes. But, but there was taught. a step away from having characters, and, and you know what? Joey's happy about this because he hates it when the characters yeah. sing. Yeah, yeah. Stop singing so, your feelings. So no wonder. So no wonder that Joey likes movies like Atlantis. Stop singing your feelings. Yes, That's yes, right. Stop Joey singing your like, feelings. I gotcha. And and, and Milo you know didn't sing about his feelings, and he was the real hero. Yeah, and that movie was horrible. <laughs> anyway, so and I and I contest oh. about Tarzan. The one stinking frustration that I have with that whole entire thing yeah. is his fight with Sabor should have been the last one, mm. not his fight with the other guy. Mm. That should have been because of how good the opening scene was, yeah, and what was taken from him. Yes, right. That yeah, t- should have been the final fight. Yeah, right. Tarzan was the OG movie to have an opening parents die sequence that scared it's all like the Batman. kids that scared all the kids no i was saying i was saying because everybody i remember when um finding nemo came out that that was like there was like a huge blow up about that yeah. really that like how scary that first sequence is uh, where the mom dies and yeah. stuff yeah that yeah. i guess like kids were all like yeah. super frightened but yeah. i was like wait i was like i was like those kids i was like those kids they must be babies because we saw we saw mufasa die know, right? yeah. Yeah. We, saw, <laughs> we saw tarzan's parents die yeah, yeah. i said like, give me a break yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the uh, James Franco on the on the gang on the on the galleys first time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly. Oh man, this should be a meme about that. You know, kids complaining about finding Nemo parents dying. That's right. And then uh, uh, Lion Lion King watchers and Tarzan watchers. That's right. And first that was time. Only, I mean, it was only his mom too. We saw Marlon. Marlon yeah. lived. Yeah. Yeah. It was always that, that, who cares I mean, about no, no, listen, those Disney movies. I mean, that's, are a, way that's a good question. That's a good. Too. That's a good question though. Who's scarier, that Barracuda from Finding Nemo or Sabor? The Barracuda. Oh, I don't you know. know. I, I, I look I at Sabor I and, I, and I feel I feel more Sabor pain was with Sabor very because he killed young. both his parents, yeah, bro. That's true. That's killed true. both his parents, both of them, dude. And and he he, I mean, yeah, and just the way he looked. Yeah, just the, the way the claws were and stuff. It was like, ugh. but maybe an animation, animation. But it was an awesome fight. That was an awesome fight yeah. between him and Tarzan. Yeah, it was so epic and what you know and and because uh, he he uses his smarts too, not just his gorilla instincts. Right, but uses his humanity to right. yeah. make weapons and things. Right, right. And um, I, I'm still angry about it. I'm still sour about it. This should have been the last one of the whole movie. Well, yeah, and, and it, well, uh, like it or not, it provides a powerful punch to the beginning of that movie. It's because it's still technically the beginning of the movie when he kills Sabor, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so that it's like a movie within a movie, if you if you ask me. So, but they just have so much. They, they, there's so much material there in the intro to that movie. I mean, who are his parents? You could have made a great movie about how they met, how they got together, why why they're so amazing, 
And you know what? What do we get? We got we got home on the range, you know. And and I'm like, you just have so much here. But no, I, yeah, let's remake all the old Disney it. movies. I've never seen that movie in my life, and I don't even know. You're I didn't watch about. it. Talk about that movie. But. Yeah, it's 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 a terrible. I movie. knew about it. I just there, didn't watch it. Okay, let me tell you how horrible that movie was, and that the the sexual the sexualization of children was 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 going on long before you know on home this on the year. range. Yes. Okay. So the the cow gets in front of the human bad guy or something. I don't know. Never watched it. But but how are you gonna make this claim? That what that what? That this is happening in the movie you've never watched. Yeah, it's on the preview. Oh, okay. Um, and she gets in front of the the cow, and and as she, she they do oh, the, you're they do the tip because children are watching. This yeah, movie. children. Are, oh, yeah, tip, this it. is the typical um, the Black Bart this town ain't big enough for the two of us. Where's the camera? Yeah, behind the legs. Yeah, and you're seeing the other guy through the other guy's legs. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know the boots walk in. You know and the spurs, and you know and it's like Black Bart this yeah. town ain't big enough for two of us. You know they did it through the cow's they, legs. They, they did it through the cow's legs. Yeah, and you udder. see the udder. Yeah, which is no problem. Of course, yeah. that's that's not messed up. But then she says, yeah. They're real. And it's like, this is such an inappropriate thing to put in a movie well, for so, children. So, the, I mean, but that's the thing is, that's why, I, I, I agree with you, Luke, but that I think that is almost a, that's a really good use of, like, thinking about, like, Pixar, because that's what everyone's always said about Pixar, is that, like, Pixar makes movies that appeal to both kids and adults. Yes, yes. And so, Without but I mean, getting sexual. But I, right, but there's a lot, I know, but that's the thing. Wait, is that's like, possible? No. Well, yeah. That's the thing is that it's, I guess, I mean, I think that line is a lot harder to not cross than people realize if you're trying mm. to appeal to parents. I mean, I mean, there are. There SpongeBob are, did it. Exactly. What, what do you mean? Are, they did what? Appeal to adults and parents. Adults, adults and children. I mean, but yeah, but there's so much in SpongeBob that's like probably should never have been said <laughs> in front of kids. So Luke, 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 why you're looking at a man? A uh, man. I'm talking about a grown man that's watched every episode of SpongeBob and every episode no, of Odd Parents. I, 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 I have never watched every episode of SpongeBob. Just season one through four, pretty much. After that, oh, it's really okay. it's really lame. Pretty that. much watched every episode of SpongeBob. No, I've watched every. Have every you watched ep- every episode of Fairly Odd Parents? I have. Yes. Fairly Odd Parents is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And Recess. I went through Recess too. That's true. <laughs> I tried to go through Jimmy Neutron, but it couldn't make it. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I would say Jimmy Neutron. Sheen was, Sheen was Re- the best. Though. I like Jimmy. Ne- awesome. I, yeah, I like Jimmy Neutron better than uh, Recess. Oh, all really? I think, yeah, yeah. All I think, all I think about is that <laughs> is Carl with the with the uh, croissant. <laughs> croissant. <laughs> I like Sheen. Sheen to me was great. Oh, I know Sheen's. My, I mean, she, I mean, Sheen's basically what I based my life off of. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was anyway, my frustration yep. right. about such a such a dramatic scene. So well done. You know, the ship is burning. I mean, you're just. It's I gotta go watch it so, again. Yeah, absolutely. But wait, why can't we have nice things? I'm confused though. You're saying that we can't have we nice can't things have that again. They got rid of musicals. This no, is why we can't have nice musical. things because it's so obvious that you have so much content, content here to go off of. Yeah. To 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 make a spinoff of rather than rather than um, recreating old films, let's go back and recreate all the Disney masterpieces. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. You you have just so much content right. there. Oh, who 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 cares that? Okay, okay. It doesn't have to be about his parents. Yeah. But make it about that time period in a similar situation. It was yeah. so dramatic. It was obviously you could do so much with okay, that. Okay, so you're talking about all these. You're talking about like Lion King just coming yes, out. Yes, and, and Cinderella yeah. and yeah. Beauty and the Beast. It's like yeah. okay, uh, Maleficent the, too. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, on one question, it's like why, and the other question, I have the answer, but I still have to ask the question. You know, you know why. Why? I know the answer, but I still have to ask the question yeah, why. Okay. Well, yeah, that was like what I did last last month. Yes, yes, so. with your with your list. Anyway, yeah. so that's that's just my take on Tarzan. Um, a great opening scene with wonderful soundtrack, a, a curiously wonderful soundtrack. 
Um, so anyway, so next month we're going to talk about Spider-Man. This has been the good and the bad and the ugly. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. We will see you guys next week. This is Luke, Dove, Joey, Athena, and Brad saying see you later. Later. Later.